There is a probability you might have heard of the Kane syndrome, or you might not have heard of it because I just made it up. Again, there is a probability that you can relate to this Kane syndrome because at a point in our lives, we have either been the giver or receiver of this syndrome because it is an act that is shown it is an act that is done it is an action word and with due time you will see what i'm talking about now you might be asking yourself what exactly is this cane syndrome like i like i would call it i call it also the bifa syndrome the high table syndrome it is a situation where you place yourself at an angle where you seem in your head higher than another and you have taught yourself that this person whom you have now seen as lower than you is not worthy of mercy or redemption or a listening ear or just being heard at all and a lot of us are on this table Thank you for joining me on Versations with the Sass. It's an amazing time to have you back again. And I know today is going to be very inspiring for you. Today we're going to be talking about the Kane Syndrome. A syndrome that really tugs at the core of Christianity. A syndrome that really pricks at the heart. A syndrome that we at one point, I would repeat this again, at one point in our lives have done out of the false notion that we are better than another today i would be referring you to a passage luke 15 17 to 32 it's a very long passage but we won't be reading it but we'll just go through the storyline luke 15 17 to 32 talks about the prodigal son or should I say the lost son? The story is quite relatable. Talks about forgiveness. It re-emphasizes the quick to forgive and receive back nature of God. It re-emphasizes the love that God has for people who have gone astray and have decided to come back. It re-emphasizes that every time that one steps back into the threshold of God, there is rejoicing in heaven. In this story, just like the father god doesn't care how far away you've been what you have done what you've got yourself into or how messy you now look all god cares about is you all god cares about is that the fact that he needs you and he has bought you with a prize and he wants you to know this fact the fact that you're loved you're cared for you're cherished and just like the father adorned the lost son with a beautiful robe and ring and went into into to the extent of killing a fattened cow so does god also want to adorn you with love with an amazing love an unquantifiable love and that is how he also rejoices over us when we step back from our sins for good 
I like to ask people, can you remember how many times you've sinned today? Or do you know how many times you will sin today? And do you know how many times you step away from God's presence without you knowing? And how many times you've actually done this even while knowing what you're doing? Then just think about it this way. For every moment you step out of out of God's grace, out of, for every moment you step out of that relationship, that connection, you could be likened to the prodigal son. You could be likened to the lost son. And so, even as you liken your situation to that of the prodigal son, you should also liken it his way to the father rejoicing when the lost son comes back home. So when you come back home and you and, and you said to yourself, the world doesn't satisfy, the world does not have the love that God has, you find yourself coming back. And do you know what? Heaven is rejoicing. People are happy. But here is the flip side. I like to see people that act the King syndrome as assistant Holy Spirit or assistant Jesus. I say this because there are people that they like to sit at an angle and condemn you and judge you and look down from their high horse at you and tell you you have no belonging. They might not tell you, but their action will speak, their body language will tell you. And this unfortunately plays very much in the church because then no matter how you are you are Josh of course they say first impression matters a lot dress the way you want to be addressed but most of the church must break that because people might come to you based on their past they are coming from their past you don't expect someone to come from their past looking like where they want to get to you don't expect someone coming from their past looking like their future that means that you don't need the help people will always be People who want to come back from who want to come back from the world will always be, reflect that world, even when they approach you. But that is the reason why they want to change. And so, looking at this prodigal son, just a recap. The prodigal son is just the story about this 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 man who comes to his father and is like, "Please, I need have a, my share of the property. I can't wait for you to die. I don't." Only, I don't even know when you die. And the father gives him and he goes to another country and he squanders the money and then begins to live in squalor. And all of a sudden he wakes up one morning or one day and says, the way I'm living, the servants in my father's house live better than I am. I must go back. Even if I become a servant, I must go back. And he goes back home and receives a, a welcoming party. He receives so many, he receives so much love from his father to the extent that a cattle is killed for him and everybody's rejoicing he's given a robe he's given a ring the father is basically telling him you're welcome my son i love you you've been far away from me come home like i'm so happy you're home but here's the flip side the eldest brother is somewhere just taking everything in and then he sips into that well of envy, anger. And he's like, what's, what's happening here? Haven't I been with you? Haven't I suffered with you? Whatever you tell me to do, I do it. My life is practically for you. And this one that has squandered your money, that doesn't even know how they make money, 
has come back. And look at what you're doing. You're not even punishing him. You're not even shouting for him. You're not even you're not even even treating him. You're not even disciplining him. Like what's this? And he's so upset at the love and the care that he's been show that the younger brother is being showed. And he he doesn't even it doesn't even occur to him. I don't know if you ever ever occurred to him that, look, this guy's your younger brother. Only God knows what might happened to him. Only God knows what he went through. But he wasn't saying that. What he was doing was judging the younger brother as a result of his past. The unfortunate thing about life, and it is actually one of the attributes of the world, is this. As far as the world knows your past, it will never let you go. And that is the difference between God, between Christ and the world. Christ will always separate you from your, from, your, from your sin. He will always be the dividing line. He will always be the one that, that severs you from your sins. Take a look at the passages in the Bible when Jesus casted out demons heal the sick, raise the dead. He would always create that sense of severance. He will always create that discard. He brings the person, restores the person, renews the person, and in that old form, he discards. And that's why the Bible says, all things are passed away and things have become new because out with the old, in with the new. But you will see us all of us, we are all on this table. You see us judging. Oh, she has a tattoo. Oh, she has this. Oh, he has that. Can't you see his hair? Can't you see this? And we begin to wash that person. And here is where it all hurts. If the person is a new convert and the person, that, for example, I started seeing visions, seeing dreams, prophesying, and you know that you that have been in Christ since you've not even seen anyone and you've been asking god god i need to just know what your ways are i want the spirit of prophecy i want this i want this one and you're seeing that person exhibiting that same spirit you're exhibiting that same character or exhibiting that thing which you want you get mad and you're upset and you're like god what's the meaning of this have i not been asking you of this have i not been asking you for this why are you doing why are you treating me like this and all and we begin to tell god remind god how god has not given us how come god is giving that person who do they think are what do they think they are but i would ask you what do you think you are you're not the judge you're not assistant jesus you're not assistant holy spirit and so you must come down from that house because you're on the same pedestal because your righteousness is a filthy rag so no one is perfect it is easier it's easier for the camel to pass the eye of the needle than for the rich man to get into heaven now that rich could be a richness in pride when you're so rich in being prideful that you do not even see the log in your eyes you're going out to see the log in another person's eyes my emphasis here is this let us learn to accept people let us learn to have that divine hospitality within us the samaritan spirit within us so that we can make people feel welcomed unfortunately the church is the one that turns most people away because we have this high standard 
Whereas it was supposed to be the, the safest place, the place where people can come and tell you, I have this, I'm struggling with this, and they will tell you, do you know what? God loves you, and they give you a scripture. But most times it's not like that. Everybody is afraid to say what they are struggling with so that they do, they do not become the next gossip. They do not become the next topic. They do not become the next episode. And it shouldn't be. We must cast aside every Cain syndrome. Now, some might be like, okay, Cain syndrome, but what does Cain have to do with this? You know, Cain gave his own fair share of offering to the Lord, but the Lord didn't accept it because it wasn't up to standard in regards to what Abel brought. And then we might not seem like we are relatable with Cain because, oh well, what does that have to do with anything? But let me let me point it here too. On another level, you see, Cain gave something that was not worth it, and when his brother gave something that was worth it, he was angry, and that anger ended up in him killing his brother. And so are we too as individuals. You know you didn't try in what you did. You know you're not good at this thing. You know you did not you you did not give your best. Then when someone does his and he or she is being praised for it, we get upset, we get angry, we frown, and we feel like God is wicked, and we feel that person is just doing overly too much. Whereas it is an, our inadequacy, our complacency, our incompetence, not doing due diligence that has cost us what we are going through now but we do not see it because the luck is has grown out it has become an amazon for us in our eyes we can't even see our flaws anymore we must desist from this attitude of self-righteousness we must desist from the from this attitude of i am better than this person especially when we've never even put in the work even if you've put in the work your work is still nothing because god the, the, the god gives he 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 gives he gives who he wants to give what even if it's what you've been asking for he still gives it so your own is to keep on praying to the lord to grant you your desires not for you to want to lord it over the person or make the person feel bad so if you see someone today whom in your logical mind by the way your logical mind is deeply flawed in your logical mind does not deserve to be in the church does not deserve to speak in tongues does not deserve to even sit in front or uh, does not even deserve anything at all that is where you're getting it wrong you must change that mindset see everyone as someone that the lord must touch the heart is the, most in the, the, is the most important because the Lord sees it. He, he sees it. He knows what you're thinking. So, though appearance matters, the heart also matters. Because the one whom you're judging might just be at the right place with God than you are. You, that you seem like you're in the right standing. So, you must get rid of every cane syndrome, every high table syndrome, every bifas syndrome. If a new convert has come and the person is exhibiting those things that you seem to want, you mustn't compare. It's hard. I will not let you. I will not even let you be deceived. It is very hard. But you must take it. You must understand that since you have been in this work god will definitely shower if you have been fervently following him diligently he will surely make you higher 
and better than you think. You might not get the reward here, but who wants a reward here when you can get an eternal reward? That brings me to another story. Jonah. Remember when Jonah went to preach to the people of Nineveh and the people repented? I like to tell my friends that Jonah was mending God. So mending God is like, you know, coming up to him and telling God, just being annoyed with God. And I will not I will not forget the way the translation, my Bible translation put it. He said, I knew you were going to forgive these people. I knew with people of Nineveh, I've preached them, they've changed their minds. I knew. You are a God that loves justice now. I know. And so many of us are doing the same thing. You are telling God, ah, God, did you see this person? Ah, can't you see what this person is doing? The person doesn't even have class. Like, the person is just, ah, ah, the person can't even, can't even speak English, can't even do this. Ah, Lord, you're blessing the person. Why now? Why? Punish the person very well. We are like assistant God, though. Assistant judges. It ought not to be so. It ought not to be so. And Jonah, and you see, Jonah was kept on telling God, How could you? Eh, why didn't you? They are so wicked. You should have ki- killed them. And a lot of us are doing the same thing today. Look at this one. Ah, you that you've already followed this one. Or you, we just, and then we are so good at bringing out the past, really, when we know where they're coming from. We are so good at digging up their past. Even when God has discarded them, we go and tell God, God, no, don't, don't discard this past. We will start bringing it out again. Bringing it out again. It shouldn't be. You mustn't be the prodigal son. The other, the, you mustn't be the, the, the prodigal son or the other brother. It's even better to even be the prodigal son because then when you come back home, you're sure of redemption. But worse it is to be the elder's brother because you might just be shutting your blessings and you will not know. So I think we should be guarded. We should be guided in everything. In everything that we are doing. It is important for us to rejoice when believers come to Christ and even when God blesses them to the extent of even giving them what we have been seeking the face of God for for days, for months, for years because our inheritance is in Christ Jesus now I will mention in here that the eldest son had envy he was judgmental he had harsh thoughts towards the homecoming of his brother whom he hadn't seen over the years this i must say is unnatural in christ we are joint heads with christ meaning everybody in the christendom is your christian brother your christian sister where one steps out it's not for you to gossip about the person it's not for you to laugh at the person it's not to you it's not for you to to think that oh you're finally better than the person it's unnatural it is unnatural it is wrong So we must put aside all forms of vileness, pride, envy, or fruits that do not pertain to God. And we must put on the righteousness of God. We must put on the nature of Christ. All these are mentioned in Colossians 3. And this we can do. I am confident about this. And to you who might be listening, who feel you are out of touch with God, you feel out of line and you feel, oh, if I come back, I'll feel judgmental. Please, I will let you, I will tell you the truth. God is not going to judge you. The person who is supposed to judge you is not judging you, which is God. All he will do is to pull you out of that situation and adorn you with a, a beautiful robe, adorn you with glory, adorn you with love, adorn you with, 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 with 
with so much grace that the world will never be able to give. So you must be willing to, to come back from wherever you have gone. You must be willing to take a step of faith back and say, God is going to accept me and prune me and shape me into the woman, into the man that I can be. This is something I want us to take home. This is something I want us to have at heart. This is something I want us to have. You mustn't see the redemption of another as annoying or or very challenging that causes you to be jealous or frown. You must imbibe the character of Christ. If everyone else is being reject or being rejecting is rejecting people you should be the one that has divine hospitality in their hands so today whatever date is while you're listening to this make a resolve to be like christ to be open-minded like christ christ sat in the midst of sinners tax collectors he impacted their lives the one who was supposed to judge them did not. He sat there. And so I'm not saying we should condone evil. I'm not saying we should condone wicked ways or condone laxity. But we must embrace those people who have decided to come back. And you must strive to act like Christ in everything that you're doing. Do not retreat. Do not surrender. Forge ahead. Forge ahead. And you see that after this, God will bless you tremendously. God will bless you and accomplish you in ways that you cannot imagine. It is hard. I won't even lie. It is hard. But practice with the help of the Holy Spirit makes all things possible. It makes all things possible. It's been an awesome time. It's been an amazing time with you. Thank you so much for sticking it with me through this time. Wow. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. It's been awesome. I'm a sass. Thank you for listening to Versations with the sass. It's an amazing time. I, I can't stop saying it's amazing having you here. Thank you for the feedback, for the contributions, and even for the prodding for people to want to hear another episode. Thank you so much. Please stay safe. And Observe all precautionary measures. And do not forget, you're highly favored, highly blessed, and highly loved. Stay safe and bye.